0: What's up everybody chef Marcus Samson 50% of this moment you know my partner Jason Diakete and today it's a very special episode every episode is special but today's one is very special we're actually going to go to the border between Poland and Ukraine because my dear friend chef Mark Murphy is there working with our friend Jose Andres amazing organization World Central Kitchen let me tell you a little bit about chef Mark Murphy we came up same time, late 90s, early 2000 in New York City kitchens. He's always been a hardworking guy. We sat and judged him so many times from chopped and I don't think I've ever been as proud of Chef Mark as this moment where he just said, you know what? I'm actually gonna leave my family for a while and just go in and do what I can to help out.
1: You're a chef, you understand. We we always help people. We get out there, we, we help. And, and when this came around, I thought, you know what, God, I'm not sitting on the sideline. I, I'm going to go do something. So I called, I, I, you know, I told my wife, I told my kids, I said, I'm, I'm going to go to Poland. Uh, how long? I'm like, I don't know.
0: Chef Mark Murphy from Poland, about 20 minutes ride right from the Ukraine border.
1: I'm good. How are you? It's nice to see a friendly face.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh First of all, thank you for your services. It's absolutely amazing. Uh where are you and tell me a little bit what what does the day-to-day look like uh with World Center Kitchen in Poland where you are right now?
1: Well, I uh you know, I I got here about a week ago. I've been working there for about a week at the kitchen. Um and it's it's like having a. Uh, I'm, I'm like a line cook again. I'm back at back on the stove, back on the grind. I get there. I get there anywhere between seven thirty and eight thirty in the morning, and I work straight through, usually till till, till we're done. Really, till either like five thirty, maybe even seven o'clock. Um, I'm living in an Airbnb about an hour and twenty minutes away. And I'm straight down the border. I'm uh, I'm I'm living in this little town. I can't pronounce any of the names of the towns because the, the, the Polish. Um, uh, but the, the the kitchen, the World Central Kitchen, is in uh, Persemmel, you know, P R Z E M Y S L, Persemmel, or I don't know how to say, something like that. Uh, so yeah, so I go there every morning, and um, and I drive right along the border. I'm probably. I don't know, like a ten-minute drive to the border um, of, you, uh, you know, of Ukraine, um, and uh, yeah. So I just get up, I, I go back and forth. I listen to music on the way to work. I listen to some music on the way back. I drive basically through the woods. Uh, it's like a little road. There's not not much traffic. There's no no cell phone connection, so I can't really talk to anybody on the way back and forth. But it's uh, it's 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 kind of it's meditative, um, and it depends. I I have this Airbnb until the thirtieth. I'll I'll see. I don't know if, uh, I mean, I think they're probably going to need me here longer. I don't know. Um, so I'll, if I get my next Airbnb, I try to get a little closer to the kitchen. A little, closer. a little A little less commute.
0: You get this news. I just saw you in Miami. We were there meeting Jose, actually. Uh, and he was talking about World Central Kitchen. And that evening, Jose left to Poland and then eventually to Ukraine. When did you decide, like, hey, I can't sit on the sideline anymore. I got to. I got to jump in.
1: Well, it was interesting because it, it was it was nagging at me. I had just done an event right before that in Tallahassee for another a charity. And then, yes, we were in Miami together. And Jose had that meeting with all of us chefs there. And it was very powerful to me. Um, and, and I just was sitting there reading the news every morning. And I just thought, I have to do something. I can't just sit here and, and not. Not do something, you know, and yeah. and and I think we had a lot of conversations during COVID. Uh mm-hmm. you had a restaurant, you have a restaurant mm-hmm. in Harlem, you were feeding many, many people. Yeah. I, I didn't have a restaurant anymore, which uh, you know, was actually a good thing for me financially, but I was yeah. um, you know, had gotten my restaurants had closed before COVID. But uh, and and I didn't feel like I could do anything. And and mm-hmm. then and I remember when you started this podcast and I started listening mm-hmm. to it. You sure. really it was it was pr- the impetus of it was you know the Black Lives Matter and all of that sure. moment right sure. this moment this is what you're your pod- and I was I've been listening to your podcast you know pretty much all since you started. <clears throat> and I can just I remember one night you were sitting in, I think on a window somewhere and I was in my house and you yeah. were in your house. And I called you and I said, you know, I, I, I don't know what to do. I can't do anything. I don't know what I need to do. And, I, you know, physically, you're a chef. You understand. We, we always help people. We get out there. We, we help. And, and when this came around, I thought, you know what, God, I'm not sitting on the sideline. I, I'm going to go do something. So I called, I, I, you know, I told my wife, told my kids. I said, I'm, I'm going to go to Poland. Uh, how long? I'm like, I don't know. Until they need me. I don't know, I have no idea. And so I, I booked a flight. They were very supportive of it. I got on the plane and um booked an Airbnb and uh got on the flight uh and and, and here I am. And it was it was it was a little sort of, you know, it was quick. I, I had to, you know, I had to cancel everything. I actually had to I had to call Bobby Flay or sent him a text. I said, I'm sorry, I'm supposed to be a you know uh, uh, on your show uh, that you're we're, you're taping uh beat bobby flay i was going to be one of the co-hosts you know how we did that how that show works and 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 i was like i'm so sorry i'm not going to be here i'm I'm going to poland he's like oh my gosh please do, do don't worry about don't worry about it we'll find somebody yeah. else to do this you know yeah. uh so uh yeah basically cleared my schedule and i came here and i i did not know what to expect at all uh and i have uh I've been overwhelmed uh, by the outpouring of support, by the fundraising. My 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 Instagram page. Uh, I put a thing for donate to World Central Kitchen. And in like about six days, we raised fifty thousand dollars. Wow! Um, and, uh, and 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 the support from so many people. Uh, I, I literally, I put uh, the little video that I did on my first time when I decided to come here. I did it when I got here. I got home that night to my airbnb and i was like you know worked my butt off all day we yeah, cooked a lot of sure. food well, you know how it is you know you did i went through service <laughs> and uh i got home and there was over a thousand comments in my instagram i started reading them and i was like started crying i was like <laughs> oh my god it was so touching uh, the it was so emotional for me I, and i didn't know uh how how i was going to be feeling about this and it's still no. it's still pretty overwhelming
0: mark tell me about So we know World Center Kitchen with Jose, you know, goes all over the world for these horrific events and incidents and war and stuff that happens all over the world. World Center Kitchen is there. We kind of know that by now. But what does it feel like when you work on the inside? Like, I remember when we worked in Harlem with them, like, we took personal pride in the food. We just cooked regular food. Uh, This is a very different situation. This is war. Right. How do you get the supplies? How do you guys cook it? Tell me a little bit about well, inside well, first, actually the workings.
1: Uh, well, first of all, you know, Jose's built quite a team Uh and and, and it's amazing to see the, the, the whole operation happen. There's somebody who's at the front of the warehouse, the, the kitchen warehouse that is getting orders and distributing it to where it's going to the train station, to which border crossing we're, we're supplying a lot of different border crossings. And then we're getting in the kitchen. OK, we need it. We need a thousand meals. We need a thousand five hundred meals. We need 500 meals. We need hot chocolate. We need that. So we're just making and giving, right? There is people here that are procuring the ingredients for us. There are people that are finding out and setting up partnerships and finding out where we can serve food. And then there's people that are just finding out if we can even serve food a certain, because it, it, it fluctuates very, you know, it's like, oh, we need a thousand hot meals to this border crossing. Oh, they just closed the border nobody's coming through, right? There's it, it, Because it's a war, and I think that what they're learning and we're all learning together is this is very different than a hurricane. This is very different sure. than COVID. You know, yeah. we, you know, you were, you as I saw you and, you know, handing food out to people in your mm-hmm. neighborhood, it was pretty regular, right? You knew you yeah, were going to probably sure. get 400, 500 people.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: We, we are like, okay, we've got 6,000, we've got 15,000. I mean, the numbers are fluctuating tremendously. And and I am just, I am basically, the, the the mentality of the way I am, I'm all about mise en place, right? I am like-
0: Oh, I, we're going I, French I, on this. We're going French.
1: I, I, I braised in these huge ovens that they could control with steam. They're like they're combi ovens, basically they're a different brand, but different. And they're, I, I, I basically did uh, 200, 250 kilos of beef cheeks today. I mean, yes. I, the, the, and so for me, it's like I got that. And then I, the volunteers are there. I've got them all set up. We're chopping it up. So it's I got the mm-hmm. liquid right. So now what is that? That's ready to go. All I got to do is sweat off some onions, some garlic, some carrots, some peppers, yeah. get that going, put the beef cheeks, hit it with the water. I can either thicken it up with rice, with bulgur wheat, or with mm-hmm. potatoes. I, I can have that done. You know, I could probably do it. You can get 1,500 people out. I mean, look, it's a big pot, so it still takes an hour and a half for, to mm-hmm. boil. <laughs> but, but it's um, as far as, as speed, we're we're trying to do. You know, we're, we're just getting systems down and getting that done. And, and it's uh, and to me, it, it's it's almost therapeutic. You know, as a chef, as a cook, you know, you got problems at home, you got problems. You go to work, and and yeah. that's sort of what you do, right? You go to work, you just put your head down and you work. And at the end of the yeah. day it comes, and you are like, I, I, I did something, and it I feels do.
0: good. Where does the because I mean you you're very fortunate and you're lucky you grew up partly in Europe too so you can speak Italian you can speak fluent you're fluent in French. Where does the volunteers come from? Are they mostly Polish? Are they coming from all over Europe? Just give me a little give us a little insight.
1: Well, the, the the language is helping me a lot because obviously I still I speak enough Spanish to be able to work in a kitchen in New York. So I speak plenty of Spanish to be able to speak. I've got Spanish people here. I've got French people here. There's some Polish people here. There are Americans here. There are uh, the Italians. There's people coming from everywhere, and, and wow. it's like it's it's interesting because we almost sometimes at one moment you're like, wait, we have too many people. Uh, no, we don't. And it, people are coming and going. So it's like a, it's like a staff. Uh, first of all, their hearts are huge. I mean, these people are coming here, spending either five days a week, two weeks. They're coming just to work, and they, they will do anything. they' there there's just such a, such a willingness. Wow. Um, and, it, and it's beautiful. The funniest my, my, and of course now everybody in the kitchen realizes that I speak a fair amount of languages and there's a lot of press coming through. And this is the one thing that I'm, I'm doing a, a fair amount of, you know, I, I was, uh, I did an interview with Anderson Cooper the other night, um, on CNN. Um, and, and to me, I find that the work I'm doing during the day is the physical cooking. But when I come home at night, I'm answering emails. I'm, I'm yeah. answering, I'm answering interviews. I'm, doing a podcast with you yeah it's it's so important to get the word out about what's Absolutely. going on and to talk to people so i sort of feel like i'm still doing my you know my tv media world and i'm still, sure and i'm able to do my cooking world which I, I i very much enjoy um and so for example the other day somebody from the office of the world central kitchen they came up to me i was i was actually putting huge pieces of you know uh of uh, beef <laughs> into these ovens, and they tap me on the shoulder and say, "Wait, you speak Italian, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." They go, "There's an Italian television station here that would like to interview yeah. you about World Central Kitchen." I'm like, "No problem. Bring the American I'll, guy. Uh, Bring the American uh, guy." I got. I, I, let me just finish loading the ovens up because that's got to cook for two hours, and then I'll do the yeah. interview and I'll come back. Fine, no problem. So, but nice. it's, it's it's great to be able to be here and to be able to help.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Your oldest is in college. She's in in New Orleans. She's a sophomore,
1: or no? Uh, she's a freshman at Tulane. Yeah, Fre-
0: freshman. Yeah, but your youngest, you know, for him, it must have been like dad is going to be gone, and it's not just going on vacation. He's going to Poland. Like, how did you explain that? How did you guys talk about that?
1: Well, my, my son is fifteen years old, and and I uh, now you're gonna get me all all teary eyed here. You start talking about my kids, but my, they are extremely proud of what I'm doing. I think that this is a, uh, it's a moment to teach your children. It's a moment Mm. to show them what people do. Yeah. Humanity. It's, it's, uh, it's, you know, we, we look, I'm I'm lucky. I have the time. I have the ability to come here and do this. I can stay for a month, maybe two months. Um, And I have the ability to do that. I have the skills to be able to, help run a kitchen or be part of a, a team that's running a kitchen. Cause you know, a lot of these volunteers that come are not chefs. So they're, sure. you know, they're, they're peeling potatoes, but yeah. you know what, you, you need to make sure we don't too. burn those potatoes so we don't waste yeah. them. Right. We have to make sure things are done right. <laughs> and, and, you know, um, uh, and, and recipes. And as you said, we care about the food. I want to make sure I'm tasting everything that's going out as we're cooking it, you know, seasoning has got to be right. Uh, you know the the, the stuff's got to be taste good. It's got to look good. You got to do the best you can. you know, we are it's it's about dignity. You know, feeding these people exactly. is about it's 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 it's. I think Jose talks about it. It's a it's a human right, really, to be able to have food. And yeah. uh, and as chefs, we're in that kitchen. We should be making sure that we're making the best thing we can.
0: I always find it's funny when they call the politicians or people talk about cooks as. Low skilled labor, right? <laughs> and just just think about what you just said there. You speak Italian, French, you're in Poland, you're volunteering during a war. You're like, have emotional skills, social skills, but also the craftsmanship of cooking. So, yeah, not bad for a low-skilled labored cook uh, Listen, from New York. You know? yeah,
1: I, I, might not, I might not have gone to college, but I went to the College of Life. And and, and it's actually very interesting because there was a gentleman who I, I think is a, maybe a, a biologist or he's a, a retired biologist. I think he, I was talking to him while we, I was doing something today we were for many hours of doing one thing because that's what we do a lot of one thing at a time uh but and and he he was very much complimentary he goes i I never realized you know you chefs are so the organizational skills and the (laughs) and and the um you know like for example i was having them cut up these big pieces of meat the other day and all these volunteers and and you walk around, I had 10 people with 10 cutting boards and 10 knives. Yes. And of course I, I I noticed, I'm like, okay, this is gonna take forever. Nobody knows how to do this properly. So I stopped, I said, guys, 30 seconds. I don't mean to be bossy, but I just wanna make your life easier. You know, you know, first of all, raise your cutting board if you're tall so your back won't hurt and slice it long and then you're gonna dice right down yes. the middle. Yes, and they chef, at chef. And, and they're like Oh my gosh! Thank you. This was you just you just made my life a lot easier because it's 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 interesting because no. we take it for granted. You've been cooking for years, right? That's mm. how you. This is how you dice a pepper. We all know how to, we know how to cut mm. an onion, right? But yeah. a, as a person who's not a chef, it's like, oh wow, you just made my life yeah. a lot easier. Thank you. So it's it it was really interesting. It was very complimentary and very. I was very happy to get that compliment about that.
0: We all want to know. <clears throat> give me a three day or four day span what's on the menu. Cause I know it's good food. <laughs> like I know you, you're in there and I know you're, you're very stubborn. So you're not going to leave until that stuff tastes good. You, when you cook something, you don't actually care at the moment, like whether you serve the Royal family, or wherever you serve, you just want to make the best meal possible. Well, so it, what are we cooking? Well, here you go.
1: The, the interesting thing is, is, you know, it's not, it's also how we're cooking because I'm testing things out too. Like, okay, can I put pasta with water in a steam oven and steam it? It's not working that way because it's cooking from the outside (laughs) in. Not good. So can I cook pasta in boiling water and then put it into a sauce? No, I'm doing 100 kilos of pasta. That would be impossible. Taking up too many burners, right? Can I make a very loose sauce with Mm. tomato and vegetables, put my pasta in that, cook it, enough. So it reduces. So maybe it's a little bit liquid, but now you also have to remember it's going to be more liquidy and you have to cook it very al dente because it's going into these big cambros where we're putting about a hundred to 150 portions, depending on the cambro. It could be, it's going to be in there for maybe an hour, maybe three hours. So it's going to continue cooking. It's going to continue absorbing the liquid. So you have to think of the process and it's got to taste good, right? So that that's one of the dishes we were doing, you know, tomato vegetable pasta. Um, we had, somebody must have donated a lot of bulgur wheat, which uh, is great. Yeah. Soak, it over, soak it yeah. overnight. I yeah. mean, these, these, this beef that I'm braising off in the oven and sh- you know, that I, I did a little, uh, because of course some of the chefs are. Spanish and because it's Jose Andreas, we're making sofritos because we start of off with the, start off with the onions, the garlic, and the peppers, and get that off. Put the meat in, and then depends on the vegetables that we have. We do you know we'll put some carrots, some celery, some you know celery root. We have a lot. We have a lot of celery root and carrots and peas. So we we do that, and we you know we'll, we'll finish it off. And and because we soak the bulgur, we can actually finish it off probably in like twenty minutes. Just cook it really quickly at the end and Mm -hmm. serve it, which is great. And because you're doing such large pots, you don't want the stuff to stick to the bottom, right? So you want to put your starches in very carefully. Like if you're going to just do, I've also made one the other day with rice, uh, and I wanted to, you know, just to thicken it up with the rice for the starch. Um, So that that was always good. The other thing we 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 had we had a whole maybe even two tractor trailers of apples that came in. So we have been making applesauce and applesauce, wow. and the kids are loving it at the train station at the entry point. Yes, it, we're just cooking the apples down in the steam ovens and bur mixing them, and then we're putting them into little containers with a little World Central Kitchen nice. thing on top of it. It's 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 beautiful. We're making that, oh, and the the one of the chef um, the other day, um, uh, uh, Carlos, she was making, and she's we had all these beets because we're you know we're here and there's beets, yeah. so we basically made a beef uh with with a lot of beets horseradish and then pickles at the end you know we there made like don't. a little it was a little bit of a a, a borscht goulash a borscht you know? yeah, yeah 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 of, of course. course is it chef is it
0: chef uh carla hoyas or who is it it's carla uh carla yeah she was at yeah. the yeah. meeting. do you remember her yes. yeah yeah no i know carla i know uh, for, yes. she lives in miami and she's, yeah. she speaks also like french and of course yeah. spanish and you yeah, know absolutely. she's super talented yes but and wonderful. that's and I know there is a community. Like, I don't know what it looks like, but but the, what you're talking about, you've created this kitchen uh, uh, feeling that we have in kitchen pretty quickly, right? Even in, this is the darkest, this is the darkest moments you can possibly think about, right? But you're doing something really positive. And I know that that energy in there you're not a laughing ha ha, but you're having a you're having kind of a good spirit in there, right? What's the well, what's the mood like?
1: Well, what's what's the what? As you know and I know, what is the best way to keep the spirits up? It's good family meal, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, of course today I found cases of frozen chicken kebabs. I got some cumin, some paprika, some salt, some pepper on those. Put a little oil. I've laid it on a bed of uh, onions, and we put it into those ovens on high dry heat. So I made these beautiful chicken kebabs and we made that. And, and Carla actually made the, made some nice rice um, and and a nice bunch of vegetables. And everybody was like, oh, lunch is great. You know, everybody stops wow. for a half hour to have lunch. Yeah. And, and that's how you create a great community. And, and even I'm one of the guys who's helping translate. He speaks English and Polish with all the drivers and stuff. He goes, I can't wait for lunch. Yesterday was so good. Today's today's yeah. going to be good too, right, chef? I'm like, absolutely. You know, got to make a good good, good good family meal.
0: No, that was one of the things that I really remember and enjoyed from when we were handing out the food. You create a real, these, they become your customers and you have a real dialogue. And someone said, chef, I like the chicken and rice dish better than yesterday. How come we get apples today? We got oranges two days ago. And it was like this dialogue, right? And that's, as, sometimes as chefs, that's all we want. We want a guest, we want a customer, we want a little bit of feedback. Right. You know, we're, we're getting we're getting
1: feedback from some places that we're getting from the front. They're like they want roasted potatoes. Or they want that pasta you made the other day. Yeah. You know, they, they're, they're actually they're requesting. It's like they're you That's know great. It's, it's great. It's fantastic because we're yeah. not just feeding at the entry points of the border or at, at the train stations where it's transient. Mm. There's also and I've been to visit them. There's basically like I went to this one place. It was it's an old mall. I don't even know if it's an old mall, but it was. It's a mall, yeah. and I walked into this. And World Central Kitchen has a basically a kitchen where we're, ser- we're serving food there. Every store in the mall is just full of beds, wow. and then one store is a place with computers, and people are helping translate, trying to connect people. There's plugs basically hanging out of the wall, and people are plugging their phones in to try to get mm-hmm. power so they can try to connect with people. There's and, and there's children running around, and there's and it's yeah. it is it is a it is so heartbreaking to see this and you think of the stories that are happening there that's one that's two that's five it's happening thousands of times a day here it's just really really quite quite shocking
0: that was my question to you obviously just like everybody else i follow it on social media reading times you know we you just do the follow but what is the on the ground news what's the word are, are we we're we getting closer to a resolution. What are people saying on ground? Because you're you're right there. You're on the border. That's very different than just catching it uh, on a an Instagram like right. like I'm well, doing, for example.
1: Well, you know, they they bombed uh, probably like about I don't know twenty or thirty miles away from the border the other day, which is right pretty close to us. Uh, and mm. and it, the the sentiment here is really um, I mean, for us in this kitchen, because this is all I do. I, I I go to work and I come. I don't know. I'm living in a town with a church and a grocery store. I, I, there's no restaurants for me to go to, right? Um, so I, I come home, cook myself dinner because I got to, you know, got to get my sleep and yeah. stay stay healthy, right? Very important. Um, but you, um, it, it's it's basically for us. It's the only thing we're really worried about is are the borders open? Are there a lot of people coming in? How many meals mm-hmm. do we have to make? Uh, the sentiment amongst the Polish people that we're working with, it's just everybody's just heartbroken, and they're just. Everybody just hopes this ends. That's that's really mm-hmm. what the what yeah. the real hope is here, and and I I, I think that everybody here is um, they know it's not doesn't doesn't it doesn't feel like it's going to end anytime soon. I mean, this mm-hmm. guy wants what he wants, and this is it's pretty crazy.
2: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues
0: Yeah. You know, I grew up in Sweden during the Soviet Union, and uh, obviously Poland is much closer to uh, Russia than Sweden. But, you know, a lot of Swedes, majority of Swedes, um, a lot of people have summer homes. And it's not so much connected only to vacation. Very often there's a basement there, and in that basement, it's filled with pickles, herrings, red beets. Applesauce, you name it, and as a kid, we were filling our um, sort of, uh, you know, our basement with that stuff, and we drove it always from the city up to the summer house. And as a kid, I'm always like, "Why are we saving all this food?" And my dad always answered it with one line: "It's if the Russians will come, right?" And you know, I'm I'm a Swedish kid, like you know, you watching MTV, like you like you're like you're almost living an American life, right? At that point, yeah. right? And I quite couldn't, you know, I was like 12, 13, couldn't quite understand it. But once you become like 15, 16, you kind of like, got it. And that fear, like I know a lot of my Finnish friends, that fear of living so close to Russia, you always sort of like one day they can just walk in. And it's such a big country. So there's very little those smaller countries right there could do. And And Ukraine is a country of 40 million people. It's not a small country. It's a big country. You know, and still there's there's very, I mean, they've been absolutely amazing and heroic, but that fear that living close to Soviet Union, Russia, that they can overpower you and overtake and change, and the idea what immigrants are, refugees are, right? This image of what refugees are—it's not. No one asked to be a refugee. No one in the world asked to like. They were working, they were living their normal life until one day they had to just pack a bag and just go as quickly as possible, right? So it humanizes this experience that is a very hard thing for, if it never happened to you, it's very hard to understand, right? And the one thing that you can always bring back with your family and talk about, this is not esoteric for the Murphy family anymore. Uh, This is real. Like you can truly talk about it and, and experience that it's life changing. You know, you know, yeah. I, you know, you will always be Mark Murphy, happy-go fellow, cook at every charity support. We know that, but there's you're you're probably transforming a little bit as you are doing this work.
1: Now, I'm 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 interested in in, in, in seeing what happens to me. In a certain sense, as, a, as as a I think you know every experience changes you. Every experience has, has something and, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, uh, for now, this is the right thing for me to be doing. This is, I'm mm-hmm. in the right spot. I'm in the, uh, I'm, I'm where I need to be. And that's, that, that makes me feel good. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, as I was saying before the work and also the, the outreach to the world through this social media, um, and, and getting, you know, raising money and, but also connecting with people. I had somebody, uh, just a quick little story about a guy, who's uh, um, a chef in the United Arab Emirates, who mm-hmm. saw my Instagram post, went on my LinkedIn and wrote me an email, wrote me a, a note on LinkedIn saying, I, I am a Venezuelan chef in the United Arab Emirates. I got out of my country and I have a job and I'm happy here. I'm a, basically, I'm an immigrant and I have this yeah. wonderful... I can't leave, but my wife is Ukrainian and my four-year-old daughter are in Ukraine can you help them if they get over the border near where you are? And he sends me their phone, the wife's phone number, the daughter and the wife's passports, pictures of them. And I said, of course I'm working here at this place. I'm near this border crossing. I'm also down South near another border crossing where I'm living. I said, anything you need, I'll drive and pick them up from the border and get them to a train or get them to a hotel or get them to an airport. And he was, you know, thankful. He's like, chef, supporting each other. Thank you so much, chef. And blah blah. And it literally like about maybe 12, 18 hours later, I get a message, chef, I, I'm so happy to report that my wife, I finally got in touch with her. She came out of the border in the northern part and she got a train and went to a major city yes. and is now on, on the airplane. And he sent me a picture of his daughter. Listening to music and dancing, and she said, "My daughter's happy now.
0: Thank you." Yeah, I was like, "Wow!" No, it's 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 uh, you know, it's 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 uh, it's like it's a lot of emotions there. Yeah. Uh, Also, I mean, my last thing: this is all happening during COVID, right? So it's like there's all these things (laughs) extra. We wait, you know, like there's there's so many things going on, but you are exactly where you need to be, and we. Appreciate everything that you're doing. I know there's World centric Kitchen's setups throughout Poland. Um, yeah.
1: Well, in Ukraine, have, and, in Romania, in U- there are other places, and and you know there's talk a lot about I don't know what's going to happen, but Warsaw and Krakow, there's so many refugees there now. I I think the the Polish government is is doing everything they can, but there's there's a, you have to it's it's millions of people just all of the sudden it, it's it, you know. It's like inviting guests over and all of a sudden the yeah. city comes no, over. No, and it's, right? uh, it's crazy.
0: No, it's yeah. absolutely crazy. And Chef Mark Murphy, you obviously a very, very dear friend. Uh, stay safe. We really appreciate everything you're doing. And thanks to you and everybody that works at World Central Kitchen. Where should people go and support? And 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 tell us them where can they go and, 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 and follow oh. and support?
1: Well, WCK.org is uh, WorldCentralKitchen.org. dot org. Sure, there's a button to donate there somehow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Tell me your Instagram.
1: My all my social handles are at Chef Mark Murphy.
0: Okay, great. And at Chef uh, Mark Murphy, we're gonna follow you, and we appreciate everything they're doing. We will talk soon, Chef. Thank right, you so man. much. I love you, appreciate brother. You. Love you. Love you, man. Peace. Peace. I just want to take a moment to say thank you to all the volunteers for World Center Kitchen and all the work that you do. Chef José Andrés that spearheaded this incredible organization and also Chef Mark Murphy. Stay safe. We love you. And I can't wait to talk to you soon, uh, whether that's on another Zoom call or to see you here in New York City. Thank you for all that you do. Hit us up on Instagram at This moment Podcast, and This moment, podcast at gmail.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.